Hey, My Mom's Basement listeners, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Hello and welcome to My Mom's Basement presented by 3Chi and Barstool Sports. I am your host, Robbie Fox, and I am with my main man, Clem, to recap the final episode of What If Season 1. We've made it to the end. You know, uh, what did Tony Stark say in Endgame? Every journey has an end, right? And this is the end of What If Season 1. It was a very fun season. It was fun recapping it with you. We got KFC on for a lot of the beginning ones. He said apologies. He could not make it today, but he will be back in the future. My mom's basement. We'll get him for Hawkeye. We'll get him for random episodes here and there. I'm sure there's some random movie that like I haven't seen that we could do an episode on before this and Hawkeye. Between this oh, and Hawkeye, I mean. That's a good call. Yeah. Like I remember we talked about Warriors the other day, but I do feel like there was a, a more modern movie that I thought would be a good one for us and the, the Clancy variants to talk about. So we'll definitely get it. What if the boys made it all the way to the end of the season and had a good ass time doing it? Got got crazy with the what if. Shout out all the listeners. Shout out everyone that submitted yep. uh, their own what ifs and stuff like that. And feels good to be here. Feels good. What if Tony Stark didn't die in an episode? We got <laughs> another one, Bob. My guy made it as far as I could tell. I mean, like they don't really go too deep into it. Um, but he died in like 90% of these shows and that's fucked up. Yeah. It sounds like by the end, I was like, can we just bring him back and kill him? Cause it didn't feel like a real episode of what if, <laughs> and, um, uh, everyone's been tweeting at us. I think, I don't know if it was, um, Eric Voss or someone else did like a, what if Tony's death is, a um, what's the word uh event uh it was a nexus nexus event right yeah or an absolute moment or something like kind of like with rachel mcadams dying right and i don't know if that's the case but we're not going to be doing a deep dive on that but it feels good it feels good and even seeing the title of this episode what if the watcher broke his oath i'm like oh we're getting to that now like that is going to happen and pop fox basically called this fucking episode bravo bob yeah i thought we would get the guardians of the multiverse and we did get the guardians of the multiverse that's what they called them the big baby got involved now i saw some people asking this the whole what if the watcher broke his oath does that mean there's a universe where the the watcher didn't break his oath where he's <laughs> watching other multiverses in a different multiverse bob do you try to break my brain just so everyone who's listening on the youtube could just see like the crumbles of brain matter falling out of my ear every <laughs> single time because whoa 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 like three <laughs> i have three chi brain right now as we're yeah. as we're talking about this oh my Gosh, I'm even just getting to like the Tony Stark absolute point, getting that part of the down under <laughs> yeah. control. And now you're talking about the watcher watching himself. And then does that watcher then have another watcher watching him if he doesn't break the oath? Who watches that watcher the watcher? Who watches the watcher? <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. We made it to the end of the season. Unless there's a secret episode next week. There could Game be a secret episode. You never know. You never know. And there was actually meant to be another episode in this season that we kind of got hints of in this episode. It was what if Gamora defeated Thanos? This was apparently an episode that got canned due to COVID. 
And that's why she was like a big part of the finale and not in any of the other episodes. She had Thanos's armor. She had the infinity crusher that's supposed to crush the stones. And yeah, we didn't get that. It was supposed to be like her and Tony Stark on uh, Nevadelir or whatever, that place where mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage was. Okay. So again, talking about the broken brain stuff. Again, I've said this many times, getting old, your brain gets worse. Get, having kids, your brain gets significantly worse, like immediately. I saw her in the suit and I said, when the fuck did this happen? Did I, I was like, you know what? I couldn't have missed that episode. We've recapped every episode. And honestly, I just straight up was like, your dumb brain obviously forgot. And like, again, Thanos, to- like Thanos and Iron Man, my two guys, Gamora is Sienna's favorite character. I think I'd remember with those three and Thanos going down. And I'm just like, man, your brain is really shitty these days. I'll still remember when Sienna was a newborn, I put my coffee in the refrigerator and I put the milk in the coffee mug cabinet. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, my brain is shot. It's never been the same since. So it's good to know that that was a Disney thing. Shout out to whoever's in charge of Disney, just straight up fucking mail time. It didn't give a fuck about trying to like rework the episode. It's a cartoon. Nope. We're just going to throw Gamora in there and confuse the living shit out of the audience. Cause Bob, I had no idea what was going on until just now. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. She just showed up. She was just part of it. Yeah, exactly. They they show her, and again, I saw the um, never clear or whatever that I call it. Never can never. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know that's a, a shit from <laughs> the Matrix. And I'm like, oh, we're going back here, man. I haven't seen this in forever. And then it's just them chilling there, as if we're supposed to know. Very confusing, but uh, awesome. They got to finish that episode. They got to finish that yeah. episode. First, let me remind you about our presenting sponsor. It's Three G. 3G is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products. I tell you guys each and every week, all of these products are formulated by a biochemist made in the USA with USA grown hemp. And that's right. It's made with hemp, not marijuana. So it's a federally legal version of THC. It's a cousin strain and it's a more functional alternative to marijuana. It gives an amazing buzz and a great body feel but with a clearer head and less anxiety and paranoia. It's available online at 3chi.com. That's the number three, chi.com, and at retailers around the country. You must be 21 or older to purchase. And remember, this is not CBD. It is psychoactive. It will give you a buzz, so please use it responsibly. 3chi also now has Delta 8 root beer taffies, Delta 8 balls candy, and disposable vapes. So make sure to check those out on their website. Again, go to 3chi.com. That's the number three, chi.com to shop for Delta 8 vapes, gummies, tinctures, and oils that can be used to make homemade edibles. Use code MMB at checkout. You'll receive 5% off your order. And I also got to say this. I think a lot of people with Loki were very upset that the Infinity Stones meant nothing and they were moving on for them. I think other than this episode that they owe us, I think we can move on from the Infinity Zones now, right? I think I we've agree, had our yeah. fail. Like I, I was like, all right, guys, like we're 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 on to Kang. In the words of Bill Belichick, we're on to Kang now. <laughs> Thanos and the Infinity Stones are in the past. I love them. They're my favorite things in the world. It's literally the one thing that I record with yeah. right there is the Avengers poster with the Infinity Stones. But uh, I think I'm I think I've had my fill of the Infinity Stones. Here's the question: How'd they get so smooth? They were the smoothest. They were like Infinity Pebbles in this. That's a great call. Maybe there's, you think Ultron like has like a little thing in his little system where it's those little uh, rock tumblers. You ever, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, you get a nice smooth rock. If if I was a, a robot, that'd rock. be ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Top three thing that I would have as if I was my own robot. Number one is something we will not discuss. It's a family podcast, but I think every man would, would want to do something <laughs> like that, right? We've all broken a rib trying to do the old Marilyn Manson. There's a couple of things, and then having a nice rock tumbler, having a nice smooth rock, making the Infinity Stones. Like if you have the Infinity Stones. You got to fucking rock the Infinity Stones, right? Yeah. Like Thanos had the gauntlet. You got to make that shit look nice. So I like to think that he, 
<laughs> fucking tumbling the infinity stones in a little like $25 <laughs> like rock tumbler is a hilarious thought. <laughs> um, we can get right into the episode. It begins with Captain Carter, the Winter Soldier. So we actually get to see like a Union Jack Winter Soldier outfit, which I thought was very cool. I said last time it might just be the Union Jack flag. These outfits are badass. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. She fights GSP on this ship. And I got to say, GSP looked absolutely nothing like GSP. Like, nothing like George St. Pierre. It was very weird. Baratok the Leaper, they gave him, like, dark hair. They gave him, like, a mustache. But they do the whole thing. I thought you could fight without the shield. Thought you were, like, a real person. They do the whole fight. And then she gets plucked out of her universe by the Watcher. And that's the beginning of this episode, is the Watcher going to the various episodes that we've seen and plucking everyone out of their universes to help guard the multiverse. So he gets T'Challa who had been rescuing Peter Quill from Ego. He gets Thor, who is fighting Ultron drones in Las Vegas. He gets Killmonger, who is about to battle uh, Pepper and Shuri. They were about to have, like, a confrontation there. We meet Gamora, and your guy, Tony Stark, does. He doesn't die, but he kind of gets disrespected by, like, not coming along. He's like, whoa, fucking, he gets up, and they're like, you're not important here, buddy. And she has Thanos' armor and the Infinity Crusher. And this is important because the initial plan, she says, is to get the Infinity Stones in this Infinity Crusher, and we're going to destroy him like that. Later, that's not able to happen, but that was the initial plan. So that's almost like the uh, in Endgame when they have, like, Scott Lang's van. That's what we're all going towards right now. So that's the, uh, the start of it. It was a long start. I got to say, I liked this episode. It, it was good. We'll rank all the episodes at the end when we were done talking about it. It felt more like a better conclusion to the series than it did a singular episode. You know, like half the episode was just like, hey, you've been chosen. Hey, you've been chosen. Hey, you've been chosen. And oh, yeah, I remember him from last week. Oh, yeah, I remember him from three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I remember him too. And then by the time they fought, it was kind of just like getting everyone fighting. That's it. Uh, you said it best. I, I liked it. Didn't love it by any means. Uh, the fact that this and like the fact that you kind of like got my brain prepared for this as a possibility helped. But I never was like, oh, I want to see this guy again. I want to see, you know, Party Thor again and stuff like that. I did want to see Star-Lord T'Challa, which did they say there was actually going to be like an animated series? If, if That came out this week. Yeah, that, that they were apparently going to do a spinoff of just Star-Lord T'Challa, which is a shame because I feel like out of everyone from What If, maybe other than Captain Carter, but even with Captain Carter, they just really followed the Captain America storyline. So that was like, it is what it is. That was the one that I feel like that could have been its own series. You involve Howard the Duck, get Seth Green in there. Like, that could be something big. That had, like, it felt a little deeper. I don't know what it was. Like, yeah. I think we even talked about the time. Like, it felt like it felt alive to me. And it is something I think they could have definitely done a, a deeper dive on. But, I mean, it fucking sucks. It is what it is. And, again, this is coming from a guy who just wanted to see happy, happy Thanos just being in our life every week. <laughs> yeah. Would have been so delightful. Uh, the big baby just showing up. I kind of like when there's the guy who's supposed to be in the background and people are, like, pointing him out. I, I dug that, that aspect of it. Um, also, absolutely brutal fucking beat for people named Bernard and people that work in accounting and then people that name Bernard that work in accounting who it's like, yo, if your name is Bernard or you're in accounting, you have a tough life because you probably get clowned for one of those two. If you're double, they fucking double whammage you. Which one do you think is harder? Being a Bernard your whole life and shout out all the Bernards out there. All the listeners. We Bernard. love the Bernards. Bernie, Bernie's always good to have in yeah. your crew. It's hard yeah. having a Bernard and compared to a Bernie. And then, uh, especially uh, Andy Bernard too. So you're kind of in the Nard dog. If, I guess you could be in the Nard dog. That's good. Or if you're an accountant, like what do you think is like, if, if I told you right now, we're going to hang out with someone named Bernard and we're going to hang out with an accountant. Who do you think is more fun? I'll be honest. I'm taking Bernard and hoping we get Bernie Williams in there. 
<laughs> burn, <laughs> baby, burn. <laughs> I feel like if you get a burn, the right Bernard, 10 out of 10 out of 100. Yeah, 10, yeah. You're, you're, you are you get chanting, the right Bernie, yeah, you're, you're in business. Yeah, you're chanting burn, baby, burn, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it's almost like a herb. I could, I could see like a, a yes. Bernie in the herb group from uh, WandaVision. <laughs> perfect, perfect way to put that. I also, By the I, way, I, I want to see like what if Herb was the hero of WandaVision. Make that episode. What if Mephisto's ass actually appeared? <laughs> yeah. <Mephisto. laughs> um, I was kind of surprised that the Watcher like didn't take Gamora, go out, and then go, oh yeah, by the way, like go back, pop that in, slit Tony Stark's neck, and then like move on <laughs> to the next scene. That's still like the biggest upset of this entire series. Uh, Party Thor, I'm going to say, I don't remember how I felt about the episode at the time. It's kind of like the, he's like a cooler, like more alive version but I kind of think I prefer Fat Thor more, and he's like a a, yeah. a, a, a a fancier version of Fat Thor. You know what I mean? Where it's like the same kind of jokes he's saying it as like this good looking guy instead of a guy who looks a little more like me. I'm just like, fuck you, Thor, get out of my face, man. <laughs> At least Fat Thor was relatable in terms of he had anxiety, he was having yeah. panic attacks. I was like, whoa, I, I kind of get you, Thor. You're nervous about going in front of you know your former love or your mom because you're back in time. You're fat now. Jock Thor stunk. I'm going to just come out and say it. When we get to our rankings later, Only Child Thor was my last. That was my least favorite episode of What If. I didn't hate it, which says a lot about this series. I got through that episode, and I went, all right, it was another What If. But that definitely was my least favorite. So that, the stupid tattoo where he had, like, the microscope or whatever he yep. had, it's science, like, eh, cheesy, just cheesy. <laughs> and let me also say this. When you're in the in the basement, and you're if you're in your mom's basement, Jocks aren't usually getting a lot of love in the conversations nah. down there. They're like, fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy, that little blonde hair with the muscle. He thinks <laughs> he's so cool. He's fucking Natalie Portman. Oh, oh I'm so cool. Fuck <laughs> you. Like I, like, I was – she was my lab partner. She touched my leg once by mistake. She, I, you know, she thinks she really liked me. That's what's going on in the basement. So fuck yeah. you, party Thor. Jock's not welcome. Unless you're a listener, in which case then you're like the cool jock that hangs out with the nerds. Then yes. you are welcome. That's yes. kind of, you know, the 21 Jump Street thing. By the end, Channing Tatum's pretty cool guy to Jonah Hill. Uh, but Thor, Party Thor, actually uh, accidentally summons Ultron early. And this is like where it's like, of course he does. Um, we get this crazy fight. Strange put protect protection spells on all of them. This was the one thing where I was like, are they introducing these cool looking protection spells that kind of look like, you know, coats of armor for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for mm -hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home? Is this something we're going to see in live action in the future? Kind of reminds me of the week before Rise of Skywalker, when in The Mandalorian, we were introduced to Force Healing. And they had Baby Yoda mm. do a Force Healing. And then, like, the week later, Ray was doing it in The Rise of Skywalker. So I could see that being a thing. Um, the zombies get resurrected at one point. We see, like, zombie Scarlet Witch to distract Ultron. They get back to Natasha's reality at one point. They get her to join the fight. And they realize they can't destroy the stones with the Infinity Crusher because they don't come from this reality. So that does go back to kind of what we talked about in Loki with the Infinity Stones and the draw, why they were, you know, just piled up there. It goes back to what we talked about in the Marvel versus DC comics, where I think it was, um, who was it that got the, someone got the Infinity Gauntlet and then they were like, oh, it was Darkseid. He got the Infinity Gauntlet and it didn't work. He snapped because it was in the DC universe. So Natasha infects Ultron with Zola. This is what we kind of expected to see after we saw the episode last week. And then Killmonger and Zola both make plays for the stones. Killmonger kind of turns on his team in a very Black Panther way. Like he was in that movie. He's like, well, let's use the stones for good. Let's, you know, but he has kind of evil intentions through that. 
Zola, of course, just wants to become powerful because he's fucking he's a Nazi. And Strange Supreme realizes they need to separate the stones, not necessarily defeat these enemies. He realizes their true purpose. It's almost like that when he makes the one to Tony Stark, like this yeah. is it. Oh my god, here it is. So he has to trap Zola, Killmonger, and Ultron in a pocket dimension, pocket universe, little tiny thing. That's another thing I could see coming up in uh, the movies. I could see yes. him trapping his villains or like a villain coming out of that or something. Um, and, and there it is, though. The Watcher's like, all right, you're going to have to fucking watch these guys. You're going to have to become basically a new Watcher. And he's like, yeah, I got nothing but time, brother. So I'm with you for the long haul. And we did get a, a post-credit scene or a mid-credit scene, I should say. You like to call it a mid-credit scene. Be right about it. Yep. And it's something we expected from the first episode. Something I said, I think I wanted in the first episode. I was like, oh, it would have been so cool if they would have made Steve Rogers, this universe's Winter Soldier. And I think that's what we're going to get in the post-credit scene because they take Peggy Carter to the uh, Iron Stomper. Was that what it's called? Or the, the Hydra Stomper. Hydra Stomper, yep. It's Natasha. She says someone's inside. And it's like, oh, shit. She's about to reunite with Steve. This is going to be a whole thing. Good episode, like I said. Not a great episode. It was a good conclusion. Wrap everything up in a bow. I think I would have liked it better if you would have said eight episodes, one hour finale. And this was combined with last week. I agree with that. I saw the arrow on the ground with the green. I'm like, oh, that means something. I couldn't remember it was Zola. And I, I actually like that thing. I like when things are so bad in a comic book storyline that the bad guys are helping the good guys. Like, yo, we, you know, yeah. I want to take over the world, but there ain't going to be no world left unless we team up. I always love We've that talked side. about that before. Like, both yeah. of us are big fans of that. I think X-Men 2, when Magneto has to team up with the X-Men, all of that stuff yes. is, like, right up our alley. Yep, and even kind of having Killmonger as a bad guy, even though he... I, I know he was a, he was like he was he supposed was like, to be a good guy, but then he he's Killmonger. He's yeah, it was and, weird. Like when they plucked him and got him on this team, I was like, he was going to turn on the team at some point, right? Because like he fucking <laughs> killed Tony Stark. This Killmonger is like the most evil one. Yo, don't try to sneak some sus motherfuckers past <laughs> us, Disney. Our sus radars have been yeah. up for months now, so we're <laughs> like oh, damn near a year. So don't even try to do that kind of shit. Check off Squid Monster. Knew that thing was coming back after yep. like the second time, its second appearance in the show. Once uh, we kind of got a glimmer of it, I believe last episode, I was like, oh, he's coming back. And sure enough, that played a big role there. Yep. Um, I also realized, I realized just looking at the guys, like. I was trying to figure out a Halloween costume the last few weeks. I thought we were going to be the Bluey family. And then that fell through. The Bluey family would have been such a good family costume. And it's probably like maybe the last year we can do it. Sienna's in second grade now. Pretty soon she's going to want to dress like her friends or go off on her own. Breaking news on the My Mom's Basement. You guys get to scoop over Podfathers where this is usually announced. The Clem family has come out. And you guys, you get to scoop, Bob, because it is straight out of the basement. They, um, uh, what is it? I have, let me get the actual name of this thing. Spidey. And his amazing – okay, so I've talked about this, uh, I think, in the past. Disney Plus, Spidey and his amazing friends. Incredible fucking cartoon for kids to, to watch. It's like any parent who are listening knows, like, PJ Mask. It's like it's, – it's a crack to these kids. They just watch it over and over. They basically have taken PJ Mask, put them in Spider-Man outfits, and made it better because it's fucking, you know, Marvel. And AJ is Spider-Man. He, he's obsessed with Spider-Man. Sienna is uh, Ghost Spider, a.k.a. Spider-Gwen. 
Miles Morales. We do not unfortunately have anyone in the house that could be Miles right now, but Miles is, is beloved in this house. And yeah, exactly. And <laughs> they they know they know Rhino, they know Green Goblin, they know all their different, you know, Hulk is a is a recurring character, Black Panther, all that kind of stuff. So that's they're they're the two Spider-Men. And as we have to be the parents, we're in as well. I am the Hulk, and Wifey is going to be Captain Marvel. So it's it's big times here at the Clem family. Wow, to, I can't to be wait a Marvel to see fan. that. Yep. I mean, I, since I, you since you revealed the scoop, I know I've said this on the podcast before, but we have the costumes confirmed. Me and my girlfriend are doing Loki and Sylvie. So look out for the pictures of that once Halloween rolls around everybody, because I think we're going to nail that one. And anybody who doesn't know Lady Fox, let me just tell you, she pulls off an incredible. So she looks just like so. I've never met her in person, <laughs> yeah. but just seeing pictures, I'm like, yo, that's Sylvie. Like, She's got the, the platinum little- blonde hair. Like, I think it's I think it's going to be some fire Instagram pictures. I'm a little worried about you, honestly, Bob. I've never met her, and I don't want to call your girl the S-word, but, like, it seems a little love sus. Is a how much, yeah, love, love is a, is a dagger. <laughs> but as I was watching this, I'm like, shit, I could even have been the watcher. I don't know how it would have made my eyes into that, like, glowing white fucking color, but I definitely yeah. could have pulled off the watcher. I, <laughs> the big baby. That would have been a big hit in the basement, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have gone over the heads of every single person whose house I stopped at, but I would have been a legend in the basement. Guardians <laughs> of the Multiverse felt a little try hard so, right yeah i mean that hit the ear like a car crash like come on <laughs> i guarantee you man that fucking watcher he's seen like nick fury and the name like the avengers he's probably seen the x-men he's like those names are so cool guardians of the galaxy and he's like hey guys i got it guardians of the multiverse and it was just like the record scratched right and it was just crickets chirping in the background because that he should have stole awful. a name from a different multiverse that everyone didn't know about he should have stole a cooler name Suicide Squad. It could have been like, yeah. oh, that sounds, that sounds awesome. We're all just doing this. It's one. We got to face Ultron with the Infinity Stones. We're absolutely fucked. Um, but I, one part about this episode I did like is I liked how they were exchanging uh, stories from the different universes. Like, oh, in my universe, you're this. Yeah. And in my universe, you're that. And they kind of be like, oh, this the universe. Natasha stuff. Like they dropped yep. Natasha off in a universe where she didn't die or that she did die. They're like, this universe lost her Natasha. I don't think it was our Mar- Marvel universe they dropped her off in, though. Because that, I don't think that was like, hey, Black Widow is back in the MCU. Pretty sure it was a different universe. No, I was thinking the same thing. And But there was a moment where you realize it can't be this universe. I can't remember. Well, I mean, it just can't be because it wouldn't. I, he's It's young Captain America. There's a bunch of other things. I don't yeah. remember. I'm sure that if, if anyone's listening, there's probably one or two things that give away that it's not this universe. But yeah, they lost their widow and then they just kind of plop her back in. Also. Don't don't call me the H word, but I do feel like there was like a little bit of sexual, weird sexual chemistry. I felt I felt between not Natasha and Captain Carter, where she's like, maybe if his name was Steve, and it was kind of like this, like I know BFFs. It felt a little more than BFFs. That's all I'm kind of saying. I thought you were gonna say, don't call me Hitler. Oh like, no! no. Ah, <laughs> get, this, get this word out of your head. We've already talked about that enough with Ken Jack and Bob. We've already you know we're talking the H man there. Are you rooting for Zola here? You were rooting for Zola from day no. one. You're hoping he was going to win it. See, I thought that when he made Ultron green, I thought that was cool, but I wasn't rooting for him. <laughs> um, the thing I liked most about this episode, though, is I thought it was like a very cool fight scene. It was like over the top, but that felt yeah. very comic booky. Everything about totally. it felt fell out of a comic book, and it's nothing I don't think you could do in a million years with a live action movie is pull off the kind of like crazy shit with the powers and all that kind of stuff that I thought was cool. Yet it also gave you like the, you're like you're jumping and it's like, oh, get the stone up, do this, yeah. do that. Uh, and again, I think I've had my fill of the Infinity Stones and that's coming from a diehard Infinity Stone, stone stand. Infinity Stone stand. That's really hard to say. Uh, the zombies coming down. I definitely geeked out at that. I thought that was a cool twist. 
That's and when, when he just blew him up, I was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. They're zombies. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw Scarlet Witch, zombie Scarlet Witch, and I thought we were going to get more out of her. I thought she was going to really fuck him up and then see that it's Vision. And I thought there could have been something deeper with that. I blame it on Corona if you want, but I thought they yeah. could have went a little a little further with that. Then again, she is a zombie. She probably doesn't fucking like, she's not, doesn't have like deep thoughts and feelings and all that stuff. And then, yeah, the, the, the last line I had was, watch her. He's pretty much the guy that calls for delivery like a block away from his house and then like doesn't get up, makes the guy like bring it into his house if he has to. Like, dude, like strange, you're going to make strange do all this shit for you. You're the fucking watcher. It's in your name, yet you'll just break your oath whenever it fucking suits you. I'll tell you, I, I, I think I have a beef with the watcher now. The big baby's on my fucking hit list. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like even at the end when he's like, yeah, you're going to have to watch that little ball. It's like, well you're watching all these other multiverses. So why don't you just watch one more? It's like, if, if you're already babysitting, what's one more kid? Yep. A thousand percent. I'm with you There's on that. Freaking uh, fly in this room. It's driving better than me a mouse. <laughs> I will say too. I know that like you like the mid credits. I would have liked that, that mid credits as, or you could have kept the mid credits there or put it in the end when they're bringing them to all the different universes. I really wanted to see that strange in Spider-Man. Like we get to like have a little think, hint. We got to admit it. we're that's part of the problem. We're setting our yes. expectations high. I was like, they're going to jump into live action. We're going to see Haley Atwell in the Captain Carter suit. And they're like, no dude, we're setting up season two. of what if like the show you're watching right now, <laughs> stop redditizing this goddamn series and yeah. ruining it for yourself. This is a perfectly fine show. But speaking own. of speaking of like the redditizing of shows or whatever, no no show had that more than WandaVision, I feel like. And before we rank our episodes, we got some WandaVision news to talk about this week. Fellas, the sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and wardrobe. Right now, I'm in my own apartment. I was going to say in my mom's basement. I'm basically in my mom's basement, even though I'm in my own apartment. It's the same kind of vibe in here. And I'm wearing a raggedy old Star Wars shirt, which is great. You're allowed to do that in the comfort of your own home. But if you want a versatile shirt that has changed the game on men's fashion, you got to go to our friends at Cuts Clothing. These shirts have redefined what the plain tee is. They've combined premium quality with a minimalist aesthetic. This stuff is the best. Cuts shirts, polos, hoodies, crew sweatshirts. They're all made for the man who works hard, plays hard, and never settles for less. Our friends at Cuts say, take a plain tee and make it Tony Stark. I love that tagline. Clem, I'm sure, loves it even more than I do. Remember, it's not just a lifestyle. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Go on their website right now. It's cutsclothing.com slash basement, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Go check out their clothes. They got the plain tees, plain hoodies, amazing stuff, really cool colors. It's versatile. Wear it to the gym, on a date, to dinner, to a wrestling show, to a movie premiere, wherever you want to wear Cuts Clothing. It works. I promise you. Agatha Harkness apparently has some spinoff in the works. It's coming. They've signed Catherine Hahn to a big multi-million dollar deal or something. She deserves that money. I feel like that's a rookie, like overperforming in their in their uh, first year, and then you get that big contract, that big payday. I'm excited. I'm with Ken Jack when he said he quote tweeted and he said I'm a little bit worried they'll overexpose the character if it's just a show about her. But I am excited because I mean everything we've seen of her thus far gives us reason to be excited. I just hope it's not, and it probably is going to be. I don't love the 1600s era stuff. 
I don't want to see how she got to the stake and how she killed her mother, the betrayal, the sisters and stuff. I don't need to. I saw all that in the flashback. I hope it's modern day Agatha. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that was kind of everyone's initial thoughts because that was my initial thoughts. And uh, I, I and I, it, it, you just know how everyone's going to react to like news like this that impacts a bunch of people, especially the nerdier side of things where we always kind of go in like with either we're like, oh my God, they're bringing them back or oh my God, this is going to be a fucking train wreck. And I feel like it was going to go to that. It's like perfectly fine. That's a flex player. We're talking fantasy football talk. That's a flex player. You're putting her as your RB1. It's like, all right, now this fucking Agatha here. But this is what I have to say. And I truly believe everyone take a breath, take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. A, we trust the Feige no matter what. When it's all said and done. There is a giant whiteboard. All right. I don't know where it's, it's I'm going to say Orlando. Could be LA. It's going to be LA. Let's be honest. Marvel is much more of an LA. Probably place LA. Than yeah. It's in LA. That whiteboard is so fucking big. And there's so many characters that they have to lump. Think about the Marvel Universe, not the MCU, the MU. And that universe has so many characters they have to start weaving in here. And the X-Men are going to be the big ones, Fantastic Four. But there's little ones that they have to sprinkle in as well, including that motherfucker Mephisto. And they can't just do it through all the movies and stuff like that. They have to do it through shows. And it's not going to just be shows that are after A-list characters or B-list characters, which let's be honest. Everyone kind of was like with WandaVision, they were mech because it was two characters. Yeah. Wanda, uh, Agatha is like three tiers below that. Even with like how great um, Catherine Hahn was in a role and how great that song was, she's still like a meh character. She's just going to be like the, the title character of this thing. There's going to probably be a, at least multiple hero villains or whatever involved with this. The, how do you think about the 1600 thing? You can't do that. You have to have her right, yeah. in her current state. It's going to be a little like, don't get too weird with it. Cause I thought those first two episodes of WandaVision were a little too much of a reach. I thought it was a little too crazy of a jump. Again, that wasn't supposed to be the first series of the Disney Plus, right? That was yeah. supposed to be like the third one. I think we could have eased into that a little better. Um, but I like it as a dark comedy. They're going to do an awesome job, awesome job casting because that's all they fucking done. And we know yeah. that between uh, Doctor Strange, Spider Man in the Multiverse, Shang Chi, all that kind of stuff. By the way, shout out to me, Shang Chi. I just say it, Shang Chi. I say it the right way. I've trained myself to do that so quickly. I am really impressed with myself how I'm saying it the right way. There's gonna be a lot of weird. Says something about how great that movie is, huh? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And and then not to mention like you know Wanda Vision and kind of where we see Wanda leave off. There's gonna be a lot of magic. There's gonna be a lot of weird shit. They have to develop the characters and the different, probably like you said, like the different things, the pocket universes. They're gonna have to develop a lot of that shit. Like for this the rest of this phase and then the future, Kang is gonna be in some weird ass shit. I can imagine talking time jumps, multiverse jumps. This guy was a fucking Egyptian pharaoh, and then he's some dude from the future. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how any of that's gonna be possible. We need fucking a witch to come in and kind of you know make magic a little more re real. We have dragons now. There's gonna be a lot of different things that are gonna happen. So like, just embrace it. Give it going with an open mind. If it stinks. And I'm talking stinks, not be like meh. If it stinks, it'll be the first MCU thing that has stunk in years, right? So yeah, it's like, let's just yeah. like take a break here. Dark comedy, I like. We have Hawkeye's going to be a Christmas show. We have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Man. It's going to be hard. Let's throw some dark comedy in there. Let's get fucking, let's get like, I agree. A couple like, oh, they went there. Let's get crazy <laughs> yeah. with it, Marvel. Let's have fun with it. And, you know, make jokes that go above the kids' heads. But me There's a girl that like killed a dog, you know, like she's dark. <laughs> she's super fucking dark. Let's get dark with it. Good, good, well, very well. Kids well, kidnapped, like all that shit. Yeah. 
she she like haunted some like poor girl who went through the worst trauma of her trauma filled life. I guess the parents dying was worse than Vision. Hey, Nonetheless, hey. just a lot of bad shit going on, and this woman like tortured her. So like, let's do you think we'll it. hear Agatha all along again? Will that be like the theme song or the credit song or something? Maybe they'll remix it to different lyrics because that was very like Wandavision specific, but it was such a hit. I'm gonna. All right, I'll make my prediction now. As it's still in development, no less. So remember this, October 7th, 2021, I call this. We're going to get like a like a little, like couple notes in the background. Kind of like, you know, when Anakin's walking, you hear like the, the uh, Imperial March kind of like. We'll hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, that to this day, the greatest piece of advertising I've ever seen for a movie was Phantom Menace when they have little Jake. What's his name? Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Yeah. And it's the shadow and it's the Darth Vader shadow. Still the greatest thing I've ever seen. It'll be very similar to that, but like one, one millionth the scope because it's Agatha Harkness versus yeah. Darth Vader. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we're going to get that. I definitely think we're going to get some sort of a note. And do we get Mephisto? That's the other question. Oh, I mean, we could magic's involved. The big, you got it. Like, I what if feel we like, were just a little bit off about WandaVision and it was about, yes. you know, <laughs> this was the other episode. If coronavirus never happened, they were going to have Mephisto. I told you guys. Well, they said WandaVision was a limited series. Maybe this is their way of like continuing a WandaVision esque universe. Who knows? Because they can't they, do WandaVision season two, obviously. Exactly. And WandaVision, I think, was important to Doctor Strange and other shit where they couldn't just be like, China's would be like, nope, WandaVision is not allowed here. But if they're like, nope, Agatha, whatever the fuck the show is, isn't allowed here because you have Mephisto. They're like, all right, cool, we'll get the fuck. fuck We've thrown yeah. 10x since since WandaVision was there. So bring me the big M. Bring me the big M. I want to see his dumbass. I didn't. Even, I, <laughs> I've never heard of him until this stupid show and all the Reddit stuff. Me neither. Just give me fucking Mephisto. Come on. Give him to us. All right, let's do our rankings. I'm gonna go from there's nine episodes. I'm gonna go nine to one. So worst to best. Uh, my nine is Only Child Thor, Episode 7. Like I said, not a huge fan of this, not a huge fan of the way Thor is acting, not a huge fan of pre-Taika Thor, all of that. Not horrible, though, so it says a lot about how good of a series What If was. Number 8, Killmonger Saves Tony Stark, Episode Mm -hmm. 6. We talked about this on the show at the time. I think it was my least favorite. It was just a little boring, couldn't follow. They they packed a lot of stuff in there. Episode This this one is surprising to me because I liked it a lot when I first saw it. Uh, number seven in my rankings is episode one, Captain Carter. Oh, wow. After I've seen everything else, I'm kind of like, yeah, that one like kind of just stayed within the confides of that movie. Everything that happened was just Captain America, the first Avenger. So we didn't get to see a whole lot of new stuff. It was just, you know, they kind of gender swapped it. So that one's there. Then I would put the finale, or the one we just recapped as my number six. My number five, I put last week's episode, Ultron gaining up to this level. I really liked that. I liked that a little better than the finale. And then the top four, the Mount Rushmore, if you will. Number four, I have Zombies, Marvel Zombies. Loved that one. Okay. Number three, T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. Number two, and I know this was maybe controversial when I said it at the time, still is my number two, the Murder Mystery episode. I really wow. loved it. I'm a Murder Mystery guy, I think. I loved Knives Out, all that. I liked Hank Pym at the end when he had those dark eyes. He looked so evil. And number one, without a shadow of a doubt for me, is uh, what if Doctor Strange uh, you know, lost his heart, right? That was, instead of his yeah. hands, he lost his heart. That episode was everything I wanted out of a what if. They took the universe and collapsed it. They destroyed it. Doctor Strange was fucked up and scary looking. They had Rachel McAdams, like you said. You know, it's a true absolute point that could drive you wild watching Rachel McAdams die over (laughs) and over again. So that was my number one. 
really uh good series. I would say what if season one, I'm giving a, a solid B. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it all right. All right, we'll do we'll, we'll go back to our, our original rankings here. If it's a fast food item, what would you oh. say? What if what if it's and it could be any fast food, any different restaurant? We're not gonna limit you to one. What are you gonna give it as? That's a really good question. It's gotta be something I'm not gonna get every time, but I'm gonna go for, you know, once in a while because yeah, I like that. Yep. I'll give you mine. So you think uh, I'll give yeah, you mine. Yeah. McDonald's snack wrap. Yeah, it's not, it's like comp, great complimentary piece. Nothing. I don't want to like just get that and fries and that's my meal. You can't do that. I think you got the snack wrap is if you're extra hungry, if I'm extra in the mood for Marvel, I'll throw on maybe a, a what if, but it, it's not going to carry its own, but it's going to be like, I'm satisfied. I'm very happy. You could, they mix it up. There's different sauces you can add. You can go grilled. If you're grilled, a little crispy. Healthy. Yeah, yep, yeah. 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 They so got to bring those back. Those have been gone since COVID. So I didn't, I didn't realize that. I, so I did realize that cause I remember going around the time when, I think we're all in some pretty dark days when the pandemic first happened. And oh, yeah. they started taking away shit like the snack wrap and you're just like, the all world is ending take right away. Now. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, when McDonald's had that announcement the other day and they, it was all for the McRib, which I honestly thought was just on the menu at this point. Cause it's come back and left. And it's, it's honestly for the people that are still on the internet being like, you know, making pizza roll jokes, right? It's like that. The McRib yeah. was a funny thing in like 2015 or it was a big deal. It's like bring it back bacon. Monopoly. I love bacon. Like the memes. Yeah. It's like, oh, geez. The bacon shit. The zombie stuff, right? The zombies was another yeah. thing. Oh, zombies zombie banner huge, yeah. It's like either bring back the snack wrap or bring back McDonald's Monopoly. I don't care if it's rigged. Don't yep. give a fuck. Bring back one of those two. And it was it's a good documentary, so. though. The McDonald's Monopoly documentary is fucked up. That was right around when Corona like broke out too. And it's yeah, like McMillions. we were having some fun with it. And then it was like, next thing you know, we're all watching Tiger King and fucking stuck in our house. There's a wild transition there. It's so crazy. I'm, I'm going to go with this fast food item. I'm going to go with the Taco Bell cinnamon twists. Cause mm. you know what? Are you going to add them onto every meal you get at Taco Bell? Probably not. Are they enjoyable when you get them? Yeah. Are they going to change your world? Are you going to be like, these are the greatest things I've ever had? No, they're just little cinnamon twists. They're good though. Every time they're good. You say, yeah, those are good. Those were worth adding on to my meal. Tiny. They were short. You know, you, you don't yep. take a long time to eat them. So I don't know. I, I think snack wrap and, and cinnamon twists. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Cause yeah, you even add in, it's like another like eight minutes worth of credits. Right. And then, yeah. so it's, it's very, but like the feeling I get in my stomach, like the little happy feeling I get when I see cinnamon twists on the menu or when I see, you know, what a new what if is out or just what if in general, like the comic books, it's like the same, like, ah, I'm just happy yeah, that a little warm feeling. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got you. I feel you on that. Uh, my, my rankings are a little different. Uh, I had Killmonger last. I just didn't never, maybe it's because they really murdered the fuck out of Tony Stark, but I thought <laughs> yeah. it was going to be a big part of it. Uh, serial killer was next. Uh, the, the pen one, the Hank Pym one. Cause I, 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 I'm not a murder. I am a murder mystery guy, but it has to be done a certain way. Like knives out. Mm-hmm. I loved. And again, I think, that speaks to what I was talking about with the dark comedy for the Agatha show. I think if they do it right and they're going to do it right, they're going to cast right. They're going to get the right writers and directors, which I, the writer, I believe is the guy from WandaVision. Right. So that guy's going to be or the director. I think that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, that guy's going to be, whoever is in charge of that is going to be fine. But the serial killer one followed by zombies. Again, not a big zombie movie guy, but I appreciated like how it was uh party boy, Thor, give me fat Thor instead. Captain car, uh, I know I'm going to, I'm going to put the finale finale next. Uh, just cause I do think there were some, some flat parts, captain Carter. I actually liked how they gave us the, like a, another version of Iron Man, which I would have never seen coming. And they named it the Hydra stomper Ultron winning. But I do think like 
you know, you could tier those. The bottom three are probably their own tier. The next couple are their yeah. own, next three, their own tier. I do think Dr. Strange is my two T'Challa, Starlord, and one. And I think like those are on their own tier by themselves. Those are, you know, those are your Christian McCaffrey and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. We'll keep bringing it back to fucking fantasy <laughs> football shit. Uh, fuck it. Saqu- we're bringing Saquon back in the mix. He looked great last week. Saquon and Christian McCaffrey, those are your top two. They're kind of in their own realm. Um, Strange was much more emotional, which I thought was great, but and, and went a bunch of different ways. But T'Challa, Starlord, like the fact they almost had an entire series about that, like, guts me like that i thought that would have been a lot of fun even if it was like five episodes you know james gunn yeah. would have gotten involved you know it would have been like a really good series so um, just, just more like, happy thanos like you said would have been worth the five episodes yeah and again chadwick Boseman just hearing that voice you know and he's just yeah, saying calming like, voice yeah exactly just hearing him talk to all these different people would have been so awesome so yeah another reason why that fucking death is absolutely gut-wrenching so uh yeah t'challa strange and I guess Ultron one of my top three, but again, three is irrelevant at this point. It's just those top two. Cutting off the pod one more time to tell everyone about America's number one meal kit. It's HelloFresh. I use this stuff each and every week. I love HelloFresh. I actually used my own promo code to get it, and it's the easiest stuff to cook. You get these meals. They're pre-measured ingredients. Healthy stuff you can get. You can get not so healthy stuff. It's not unhealthy for you, but you know, you could stick to a nice diet or you could stick to some restaurant style meals that would be from any other restaurant and their restaurant style quality as well for a fraction of the cost as well. It's 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. That's getting HelloFresh and about 80% cheaper than getting takeout every night. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie smart choices to extra special gourmet options. So there's something for everyone to enjoy. Truly a meal for everyone. I've got a weird stomach and I don't have any issues picking meals every week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 14 Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E dot com and use that promo code 14 Robbie for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping on your first order. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit for a reason. Let's get back into the show. Um, we got a couple what-ifs sent in from the listeners. The first one, uh, what if we got a live-action Guardians of the Multiverse? And then this is a ben- Benari- Benarius Targaryen. And he said, also, is Black Widow back? Could she be? A bit confused on where she got dropped off. I think we kind of talked about that earlier. I don't think it's our main universe. They kind of, I think there was one little thing where I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's not the MCU. And as far as actual guardians of the multiverse i think Haley atwell captain carter i still think maybe she was in the background of that uh first loki episode who knows they could be thinking of something weird like waldron never answered that dead on when the movie boy yeah. asked him so like who knows he could have something on that whiteboard up his sleeve <laughs> other guardians of the multiverse i don't think we'll get party thor i don't think we'll get who knows we might get evil killmonger but he's in that pocket uh He's in that pocket universe, so he'd have to come back. Strange Supreme, I think we get in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I think Strange Supreme and uh, or misguided Doctor Strange, as they called him in like some of the closed captioning, <laughs> and Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, I think would be the the two. Misguided. I wonder, like, what points misguided. in my life where they were calling me like misguided Clem, right? I just lost my way, and they're like, "Yep, he's starting to go towards the misguided side." Of like, as soon incredible. as I uh, declared myself Team KFC, a narrator came over and said, "Misguided Robbie Fox walked into <laughs> Barstool Radio with Dave Portnoy." Yeah. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme, I think, is is if if it happens, that's like a lock, far, right? A lock, yeah. That's the yeah. by far the most like that's minus one thousand. If the Barstool Sportsbook, if you wanted to responsibly gamble on the Barstool Sportsbook. Please go to barstoolsportsbook.com. Shout out, Penn. Uh, and then 
The only issue with Captain Carter, and I swear she's going to come into the universe somewhere, is where do you put her? Like, what does she come yeah. in during? Does she is she a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Is she a Secret Wars? Does she come back for Secret Wars? Or I don't. I'm not necessarily sure where she fits, but I think she's going to fit somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll if if Strange comes in and they've already they opened the portal for that, they open the gate. If she doesn't come at some point, I'd be surprised. And then my third isn't even someone who's in this, but I I just feel like Shuri's going to end up being the next Iron Man. I just have that gut thing. It's something that's just I, I swear to God, I didn't get a sneak well, peek at the whiteboard. She, she got in trouble this week, so that actually did she? What did, did she you do? see any of that? She's uh, apparently on the Black Panther set, spreading like anti-vaccine views, which like whatever. But like she's apparently pushing it very heavily onto other people on set. And that's where it becomes an issue, telling people what to do. Um, but yeah, there's like an article in the Hollywood Reporter about it today. So she might be fumbling that bag. Now I was saying, like everyone's agent should just like have like a 20 minute. Her like, agent e- dropped her actually. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, I, no, I'm saying yeah. every agent before, like when they have their client, be like, hey, listen, we're going to tell you the story of Gina Carano. And just be like, listen, if you have views, <laughs> you can have them. But like, just realize they might affect you, which then affects us. And we're not, none of us are making money from this golden cash cow we're able to milk for basically the rest of our lives. Um, I guess they could just switch the. I guess no. I'm thinking, what if? Well, no, they are doing be... the Ironheart show with like Riri Williams. I think her name is. Oh, that's right. I so forgot you could make about that, that Ironheart girl, or you could do Iron Lad with the kid from Iron Man Three. Okay. Yep. And the the Killmonger thing did hammer one thing home. We've talked about it before. Hashtag stop killing your villains, Marvel. All right? Like, give them the yeah. Darth Vader spinning out in their spaceship and leave it for the future. Like, I don't need to see – the only time you feel like you need to see a death You could is say if, we didn't find a body. You could say yeah. we didn't see, like, a dead body. He kind of – like they threw him into the thing of Killmonger, and I don't know. Black Panther survived that, so maybe he's out there somewhere. Seriously wound him, set him to a deep part of space, freeze his ass. There's, like, a million ways you can not kill your villains because – and again, I, I don't know enough about Black Panther to know how high Killmonger was on his list, but I feel like we've killed a lot of pretty decent villains so far. And Marvel has plenty of others that are probably going to be introduced through the Agatha show and many more. That whiteboard has a ton of them on there. But like, let's just stop killing them, all right? Just stop killing your villains, Marvel. That's all I'm asking. Oh, what if we got from 480 Otis? He said, what if Disney never bought Star Wars? I thought this one was very interesting because there's a little bit of like revisionist history when it comes to Disney buying Star Wars. People seem to think that Disney took Star Wars off of uh, George Lucas's hands and announced on their own, we're making three new Star Wars movies. These are going to be our Star Wars movies. We're rebooting it. We're bringing it back. And that's not the case. George Lucas was actually planning on bringing it back before he sold to Disney. And it became such a workload for him that he was like, I'm going to look for an investor and give my ideas for episodes seven, eight, nine, to someone like that he wanted it to be disney he got it to be disney he gave them a good deal 4.2 billion and they wound up making the force awakens the last jedi and the rise of skywalker without a lot of his ideas he got upset about that he said he felt like he he, uh, sold like his baby to slave owners it was a whole ugly thing they kind of made up since then i do think if george lucas didn't sell star wars to disney he would have made his Force Awakens, I think it would have been called something else, Episode Star Wars Episode 7, blah, 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 blah. And it would have been very, very, very similar to The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi followed a lot of his general outlines, I would say, of Kira, this Jedi who wound up being Rey, going to a deserted island and finding Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker being a bit of a hermit and not agreeing to train her right away, but then coming around to it. And there was this Jedi hunter that was trying to get 
old Jedi artifacts like Darth Vader's helmet that became Kylo Ren. So there were a lot of similar elements. I think it might have caused George Lucas to be in this ultimate like nerd hatred realm of if he followed <laughs> up the prequels, the last thing he did with a movie that was like The Last Jedi was very divisive in the Internet age. Jesus, listen, I'm happy George didn't do that just for his own sanity. Yeah, again, like we said last week, if they had made like Empire Strikes Back today, we find a million things to hate about it, even though it's a fucking masterpiece. So it's probably for the best in the end. It now makes perfect sense that George Lucas had The Last Jedi planned out like that because it's just like the prequels where you're just like, what the fuck was the point of that movie? <laughs> nope, nope, we're not doing Last Jedi, Patriot. We're not doing it. We've moved past it. I, The Last Jedi, I have to say this about it. It taught me a very valuable lesson. It's that it's it's like the dress. You could both look at the dress. You see a different color. When the Sopranos came out, you know a lot of people hated it. Some people loved it. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was entertaining to me. And I was like, you know what? That's all it has to be. We don't have to go into debate, debate about it. It's I, today. I tweeted out Macintosh apples are my favorite apples, and I'm like, and if you disagree, you simply are the, have the right to your opinion. Like let's not even do this anymore online. We've done this for how many I years? I tweeted online? about the Last Jedi in so long because it's been so. It's like so like. You don't even want to do it because if you do it, you have 50 mentions immediately. Oh, did Ryan Johnson ruin Star Wars? He ruined my child. He ruined this. It's like, you can't ruin shit. The Mandalorian's like the best Star Wars shit we've gotten since Disney, and it came after The Last Jedi. So everyone shut the fuck up. Uh, yep. The Last I, I, Jedi I existed. It's out there. If you didn't like it, like it, it's a shame. But like, I hate not being able to even mention it on Twitter without people jumping down my throat. I did like it is always good for like some like uh, to get some easy likes from people when you just make an easy joke about The Last Jedi and just go like up oh, and you just like oh, I'm going to get it in here. And the other people and most people won't even respond because they don't want to get into it. But it, agreed. If you just be like a man and just ignore it, like you ignore all your other problems. Right. It's like, don't worry about it. Everything, you know, everything's just fine. I didn't realize all that stuff about George Lucas. That's fascinating. I thought it was really just kind of like uh, put up from the end. I will say one thing that would have happened and it would have made this movie great. It would have been Darth Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar comes back in episode seven he's the phantom menace as he should have been from day one and we get darth jar jar in episode seven you know absolute chaos Did, was he gonna do like was was the first order supposed to like feel just like the empire like do you know was that part of his plan or because i i, was I one don't thing necessarily I like know it. if that was yeah i don't know yeah. they I'm make a sure lot of money that, but they make a lot of money very very fascinated to know like how far did he get with that episode seven? Is there an outline? Is there, you know, did he go into episode eight? Did he go into episode nine? Did he, was he just working on the one? I would love for, I don't know who was around him at that time, maybe Dave Filoni to write a book one day about like what George Lucas was really thinking about that. The most we have out of it is if you have the art of the force awakens book, a lot of that concept art was actually made when George was thinking about it. So you could oh. see some of that stuff like the downed, I believe the downed death star, was from his draft of the force awakens and it was going to be completely underwater where they're gonna have to like dive almost like a the phantom menace like where they dive underwater and swim through it and they were going to swim through the emperor's throne room and stuff so that was from it and stuff so yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty Disney Disney doesn't make a ton of money. They probably buy it. Maybe they buy DC in this in this what if, right? Yeah. They have DC and the MCU because did they buy Star they bought Star Wars before at Marvel, right? So no marvel was first they had, i think they had marvel first yeah because they've okay. been making this for a while they the mcu and shit was around before that so okay cool all right that's a, that's about it i mean we have like some other what ifs but there are a lot of the ones that we've like answered already this season 
I appreciate everyone who sent in what what ifs this season. It's going to be fun to go back to this next season of what if, which we are getting 2022. We'll go back to the hypotheticals. We'll bring KFC in and stay tuned for episodes between now and Hawkeye. Still going to be weekly drops. I don't know if they're going to be interviews. I don't know if Clem's going to join, if KFC is going to join, if Brendan's going to join. You never know who's going to pop down into the basement. Probably some Dana White. I would say Dana White will definitely be on between now and November because they've got a UFC pay-per-view with the garden coming up. So stay tuned, everybody subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't already, that helps us out a ton. We're trying to grow on YouTube. We're trying to really get up to 10,000 subscribers. I think that would be awesome. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, make sure to follow Clem at the Clem report. Clem has been putting up some awesome blogs lately on some nerdy stuff. He's been blogging. What if for me all season, I appreciate that. All the different hypotheticals as always, Clem, thank you for coming down. I can't wait to talk about Hawkeye with you. It's an absolute pleasure. We're getting to the point now where we get some, you know, the, it, it's going to be a little reprieve here, but I bet there's going to be enough shit where we're going to be like, yo, let's hop on, get on the, the mic. We might do some, some commentaries. Shit. That could be fun to do. Go back to a commentary, bring someone on for one. Yep, that would be a lot of fun. And again, once once football season's in and we're getting those little like Sunday four o'clock post Patriot games, that's when we get on. And then it's going to be fast and furious. Come, I, I said, it's no longer baseball season. It's no longer even football season, even though the Giants won on Sunday. It is now MCU season. We got yeah. Eternals. We got Spider Man. If you want to just okay, it's nerd season. We got you know Star Wars coming up uh, come December. Plus Hawkeye. So a lot of stuff coming. So oh, and I'll tell you what I'll do for break. sure before Eternals. I'm going to get my friend. I think Jose Youngs will come on. He's from MMAfighting.com, but he's a comic book wizard this guy's an encyclopedia mm. of comic books doesn't even really watch the mcu which is fucked up he's such comic comic book purist that he's like ah they don't do what they did in, in the comics completely so i'm not into it i'm gonna have him come on and explain the eternals to us so we go into Ooh. that movie with a little bit of comic book knowledge we feel like we're in the know you know by the time we step into the theater that's a good call because i i, I feel like i've uh, for a few, well, for Watchmen, and then there was something else. There was another thing where I went into it blind, was completely like watched it, completely overwhelmed, and then like uh, did some research online or whatever. Watched a couple of YouTube videos, and then I watched it again. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. If we actually do that, and the first time we see Eternals, we get to enjoy it with those kind of exactly. like with that kind of mind. That sounds like a great idea. And so. Eternals is going to be the first Marvel movie that Marvel is debuting at a film festival before it comes out which is leading a lot of people to believe like this shit is going to be good. That Chloe Zhao effect, best director winner at the Oscars. She's making a crazy film, you know, a, a, a film, We're not talking a movie, movies. a film. Fans were going fancy boy on it. That's when you know it's good. Marvel thinks they have a winner here. They're sending it out there. And the this is how I'm going to measure the success of Eternals. If I do not go into that review and I'm not calling him Rob Stark, Jon Snow, Angelina Jolie. If I'm calling them by their actual weird-ass eternal names, I'm sure going to be fucking really weird and like I'm going to cut my tongue off to pronounce. That's how you know it's going to be a success. But everyone, please, we cannot say enough. Everyone listening, please, even the people watching, especially the people watching, just subscribe down below. This guy, Robbie Fox, is working his dick off to fucking edit these videos every single week. And we appreciate the listens. It counts just as much in my book as it does the, the watch. But just get to subscribe so then we can do more shit with the basement here. We've talked about maybe some, like, movie parties or some other stuff. But it's going to be hard when they're just like, what are the numbers? If the listening numbers are good. But then we throw a fucking YouTube 10K at them. They're like, double digit? We're talking double digit Ks here? That would be yeah, legit. motherfucker. We're talking double digit You want my mom's basement event? You got to subscribe. You got to help support and we'll get it there. That's right, baby. All right, and before I get out of here, I'll just say this breaking news. I saw Dave wear it in my mom's basement hoodie in the office today. 
<laughs> Clem saw it as well. I was like, Clem, Dave is wearing a My Mom's Basement hoodie right now. You won't believe this, but it's on. He wore it, wore it for two seconds because it didn't fit him, but it was on. Dave Pornoy, I just thought he was a, a, a longtime listener. No, turns out he's a legitimate basement boy. He's a diehard. He's that next he level up. I really don't. I think, he, I think he just bought it. He's a big fan, as we said last week. Huge My Mom's Basement fan. I didn't even know they had him in the store. I didn't even know they had him still in the store. So Me shout neither. out. And shout, <laughs> shout big, big words for, for big win for Nathan Hurst, right? That was a Nathan Hurst. Hell yeah. So shout and out shout to Nathan Hurst. He's constantly still doing like cool stuff. He did just in, in his own free time. He did a pop punk poster for us. That was just like so awesome. I feel like we should make it a shirt. Shout out Nathan Hurst. Shout out all the listeners that have joined us for what if, and we'll see you next week. I don't know what for, but we'll see you next week.